Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. All right, welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast, and I'm here with none other than my mate, Morgan T. Nelson. Before I hand you over to Morgan, just a little bit about uh, this man. He is a young, budding, successful entrepreneur, and uh, his background, I'm going to spoil the story because I'm going to unpack it on this episode with him, but this dude in his 20s is dominating as an entrepreneur. He's, uh, he's, he's a world changer, right? And he's doing it at such a young age. And what's fascinating is I've been able to see his journey unfold for the last six years um, because we met through network marketing. It's just awesome to see him build an incredible events business, build an incredible personal development business, help so many people. I've been with him at his events, doing arrow breaks and all sorts of cool stuff. And he's uh, he's just dominating. I'm just, I just love being around him. He's such a wonderful guy. And uh, if you ever get to hang out with him, it's just a, it's just fun, right? There's just never a dull moment wherever you are. So uh, I'm excited to have you on the show, man. Welcome. Mate, I am fired up to be on this show. I've seen you launch this thing, absolutely blow it off into the catosphere, go number one. And uh, I know you don't have many guests on here, so I'm absolutely honored and, and stoked to come on here and drop some fire for these guys. Yeah, not many guests. I think you're my third or fourth guest. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Let's yeah. go. Like, so, you know, and I think too, just for the audience, you know, like you, you really, it would, without you doing your podcast, which is um, Dream Out Loud. So go and follow Morgan's podcast, Dream Out Loud, if you're not. Without you doing that initially, I wouldn't have done this. Mm. I wouldn't have. So you're, mate, you're, 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 uh, you're an innovator. Well, that's, that's how the world goes, right? It's like, we'll become the sum of the people that we surround ourselves with. And I remember we were having a conversation at an exclusive party we got invited to, and you just started your whole, you wrote your book, and you did your course and all that stuff. And I was like, man. I want to start doing some of this shit too, you know, and it's, it's, it's created so much, but that's the thing. If, but it's so easy to position yourself for a successful life. If you choose the people you surround yourself with, right? Because before I knew all this, the people I surround myself with, were the people who are doing drugs, they're getting arrested on every weekend. They were drinking every day. They were toxic. They had toxic relationships. They were, they were depressed, angry. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when we position ourselves around people like that, the conversations, the ideas, the things that they're doing, we go, oh, maybe I should do that too. Go get on drugs on the weekend and fuck up my whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's it's so it it doesn't even uh it doesn't even make me wonder at all. It's like why that's even a thing because we surround ourselves with people that are always leveling up, always doing shit, and it forces us to to keep going, right? So that's that that's not always been the way it's been for you though, because like some no people, way. <laughs> like, that some so most people are kind of like they're thrust into an environment. Like it's very rare you get into an environment. It's like, oh, it's perfect. So just yeah. where was the environment for you and and what made you shift and how did you get out of it to create what you've created now? <clears throat> yeah, man, I'll, I'll just as fast as I can. So I'm 29 now, which blows my mind. Um, <laughs> last, <laughs> last year in the 20s, mate. <laughs> um, you know, but, you know, long story short, when I finished school, I never went to university or nothing. Um, playing, I, I didn't really want to go, but I also, I wouldn't even, I couldn't get in if even if I wanted to. My, my marks are not good enough. I, I found my way through school, like borderline found my way through, through school. I stayed there for the parties and the girls. That was it. And so when I finished school, my only options were told me, it's like, well, you should go do a trade because you need to trade your time for money 
and you know do something you can work with your hands so i found myself uh as a carpenter so i was building houses a friend called me up one day he's like hey mate i know you need a job i just got back from traveling europe for two months having time in my life and calls me up he's like i've got a job for you you want it i said well not really but i need money and he goes you want to be a chippy i said the fuck is a chippy and he goes you know being a carpenter I said, laying carpets? He's no, 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 building houses. And I said, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, I used to build cubby houses when I was young. Maybe I'll give this thing a go. And I went there first day on the work site and I got introduced to this world. And most people, are, you know, I'm just going to generalize, but if, if anyone listening to this are tradies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's no requirement to become a tradie. Anyone can do it. And that, you know, the sum of the five people you surround yourself with is who you'll become. And so a lot of people in this in this space were aggressive. You know, they drink every day. They're smoking. They're not talking about life goals, ambitions. They're talking about oh, fucking can't wait for Friday, you know, and and just how miserable life is. They can have two days of freedom and they do it all again. So it didn't take me too long before I started to figure out that that wasn't the path I want to go down in my life. Um, but I become aware that I wanted more success, but I didn't know how to get it because. The people around me were all talking about these things and I didn't really know what we know. And it's like living in a world of black and white compared to color. When we have the goggles on of a black and white world, if someone comes along to us and say, hey, you know, there's a thing called blue and green. Yeah. We'd we'd be like, what are you talking about? You're an idiot. Yeah. That was the environment I was in because all I knew was you go to work, you get paid, you go home and you go to the pub. And that, that, was, that was it, yeah. And this carried on for years. You know, long, long story short, it was with that environment and all my other friends outside of it was, you know, weekends spent going out partying, taking drugs, fighting, getting arrested, facing court, you know, all these sorts of things for years and years and years. You know, um, it, it just got really bad. And this is all it took, really. I was, I was sitting at work one day and I opened social media and I saw one of my friends just post, Hey, I just made a thousand bucks on this online business this week. And this guy, Reese, right? Yeah. Now is now what your my future brother in law. Yeah. Future brother in law, well, right? Not mine, but my wife's brother in law. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, <laughs> and and he uh and he's like, he's always happy. He's just always happy, Reese. He was yeah. traveling and yeah. I just reached out to him. I said, dude, what's this thing you're doing? And can you show me all about it? And I went along and I I I, I sussed all out and I saw for the first time. Well, I can recall in my life, a world in color. These people were talking about, you know what? You can have freedom. You can chase your dreams. You can do this. And I was like, this is wild to believe, but you are standing right here in front of me and you're doing it too. Maybe, just maybe if you could teach me, maybe I could do it as well. And, and then the first part of personal development, I remember to start this company, Reese gives me a Jim Rohn disc. A CD. Like, <laughs> I can't believe I can sit here and say, oh, I had a CD. I put this fucking CD in my car and Jim Rohn, who, for those who don't know Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins' mentor, right? Yeah, the godfather. There's two things I remember him saying to me. He says, you'll become the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, hold, hold on a second, Jim. So you're telling me that if I just choose to surround myself with five intelligent, successful, ambitious, hungry people, then maybe I could also create a successful life. And then the second thing I'll never forget, he says, don't wish it were easier, wish you were better. Yeah. And from that moment, I made it an absolute mission to invest in myself, in my personal development, my, my knowledge, because you know, you're the king of investments. It's like 
the world could implode somehow and everyone could lose their money but you know what no one will ever take away the knowledge and skill set that you and i have because yeah. you know and i i think i've asked this question but i know you'd say the best investment you've ever made is probably in yourself oh definitely i think what you hit on the head there is important because most people get around the wrong way they start investing in like assets first and then like a business second and then themselves last and they wonder why they keep losing all this money they're creating because yeah. they haven't actually worked on themselves or their skill set or their mindset so mm -hmm. Um, what I love about your story, though, man, and, and why I wanted you to share parts of that is because oh, I think you've achieved so much. In when what what year? Like, how old were you when that first happened? Oh, Reese kind of had twenty one, so eight okay. years now. So, so in eight years, just tell everyone some of the things you've done. In oh, that mate, I, I've now traveled probably close to fifty countries. You know, I've lived in Bali for three years. I lived in Mexico, my dream. I just got back actually two three days ago from traveling around the world for two and a half months with my partner, um, bougieing it up. You know, it was great. <laughs> like Positano, Italian coast, oh. French, French Alps, like the coolest stuff, you know, and, and, you know, I sit here, I've had complete financial freedom since I was 23 years old. I worked a job for five years of my life. And since 23, I've been financially free, but um, creating my own life by design, you know, going against the grain, but that amongst many other things, we've been able to, you know, me and you went on a trip to Peru and got to give back to hundreds and hundreds of little Peruvian kids who have never even seen white people before, yeah. you know, and do things like that. And we, we get to live a life of service and adding value. And what I love the most is I get to wake up every single day on purpose and I live my life with passion. Yeah. Most people are like, fuck, I've got to do these things today. There's nothing <laughs> I do every day that I don't want to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, in the past eight years, it's, it's, I, I love what you said because it's like people invest themselves last when, that that's like trying to build a sky rise building without laying a foundation yeah because if if because we, we can go learn a skill set and we can even why why do i don't know the statistics you might know but why why is it that 95 percent or so people who win the lottery yeah. end up broker than what they were in the beginning five years later yeah why how is this even possible yeah and it's because we've got these things that we can have the skill set, we can have the behavior and have these actions, but nothing is more important than the behavior than what drives the behavior. So if our philosophy that drives our behavior is off, meaning our unconscious patterns, if this doesn't support our conscious activity, then we'll self-sabotage over and over and over. And we've all heard of people who make money and they go bankrupt and they make money and they lose it or they do bad deals all the time or they can't pick the right stock or their relationships fall apart. Or as soon as I make money, I put on 20 kilos or it's because what happens is if we don't get these things in alignment first and what's happening in the back end doesn't support the front end, then we'll, we'll self-sabotage it. What do I mean by this? We have things called beliefs, values, and then the identity. So if we grow up in a neighborhood Okay, this is this is the sad fact about life that the neighborhood, the postcode in which you grew up in matters more about the success you'll create in life than any other book you read or, or, wow, or anything. Eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, because because it's 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 the kennel that we grew up in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, if 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 a cat grows up in a dog kennel for its whole life, it'll live a life thinking that's a dog. Yeah. It won't know any different. Yeah, it'll it'll bark. It won't meow. Yeah. Right? That's why I, that's why our dog thinks it's a human. <laughs> exactly right, right. And um, so so if we look at how humans are the same, take me for example. 
I grew up in, you know, 4209, Upper Kroom on the Gold Coast, right? Where, you know, where there was lots of just drugs and, and violence and, you know, it wasn't super great. For so many years of my life, my biggest challenge has been rewriting the yeah. belief system of who I believe I am around money and wealth. You know, I grew up with a mom and dad who always done the best they could. Very, you know, mom stayed at home. Dad had the, the average job and we, you know, we were never wealthy, but we we're never poor. But because of that, it kept me at a place for so long thinking that $80,000 a year was a lot of money. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, I know people who make $80,000 a month and think that they're broke. Yeah. It's, it's a different, it's a different sort of thing. So what I'm getting at is the importance of discovering what's the belief system that drives the behavior, but more importantly, our values drive our beliefs because what, what we think is important in life will move towards, but here's the real fucked up thing. What we think is what we'll, what we value, what we have uh, is our way values. So we'll do anything to avoid feeling. Yeah. Okay. We have certain beliefs that are attached to everything that we value. So everything we find important in our life, we have certain beliefs attached to all of that because our mind's this big fucked up thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Supercomputer that no one got an instruction manual to. A hundred percent. Right. But then people go get a new iPhone or they get a new car or yeah. whatever. And they want to know all the technical things. How do I use it? What do I do? Yeah. But hardly anyone downloads a podcast like this, goes, buys a good book like Money Grows on Trees. You go, no, money can't grow on trees. Well, what if it does, you know? And they don't do these things, right? But because how I discovered this, and this is what's now partly birthed into my three-day event that you've, you've come along to, right? Is what happened to me, one of my highest values was success. I did all this work. I read the books. I was like, yeah, I value success. I want success, which I'm sure nearly anyone who listens to this also does. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be listening to this because it's not important for you. Yeah. But here's what happened. I had a limiting belief around what I valued the most. So I had a limiting belief around what I thought was most important in my life. The belief said this, if I'm super successful, I will be lonely and I'll be bored and I'll be outcasted. So I had a belief that if I become really successful, then no one else will be successful with me and I'll be lonely and I'll be bored. You thought that? Oh, yeah. But isn't this the interesting thing? Yeah. We just developed these weird fucking beliefs. It's like, well, where, where'd that come from, Morgan? I don't know, yeah. but our mind makes up things. Yeah. But then... This is what happened. What I valued, what I didn't value the most, so my way values, the two things I'll do anything in the world to avoid feeling, guess what they were? Uh, lone, being lonely yeah. and being bored. <laughs> two, two, human, two human behaviors that drive, uh, sorry, two human forces that drive all human behavior, seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. Yes. We'll do, we'll do anything to avoid pain and seek pleasure. Yes. So if the thing that I seek most pleasure towards success, but I had a limiting belief around that, which in my mind would equal the one thing I don't want the most. Yeah. No and fucking it, wonder why I'd self-sabotage all the time, yeah. make money and blow it and can't hold it and pick bad stocks and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't until I really got so clear on all of this and done the work, but it partly came from investing myself and being around the right people, but actually facing off and doing this stuff. My income skyrocketed, my relationship skyrocketed, my life skyrocketed with ease and flow. So how did so how did you like when you came to that? So the first step of transformation is awareness. So you you became aware of that through getting exposure to the right people. So changing your environment and you started seeing these things like, oh, okay, I'm starting to do a bit of work now. I can see where I'm going, why I'm sabotaging. So let me ask you this. Once you kind of 
entered that environment, did some work and realized that, how did you actually shift it? Like what, how did you change that? So now that you are living in, I yeah, guess, change that those beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. So how can I give you guys the most value? I've developed a nearly 40 hour content weekend about the whole process. All right. So <laughs> they're, they're, we have seven minutes, though. <laughs> right. So in, so in seven minutes, <clears throat> we're, we're habitual beings. Okay. So repetition is the mother of all skills. So the subconscious mind is programmed through repetition. Okay. So if somebody, so the first step is always, like you said, awareness, we, we cannot intervene with a world that we can't see. So if we're going to not even be open-minded enough to face off with that, there could be some blocks in our life. Everyone's got one. Otherwise we'd all be billionaires with the best relationships, best lives, best body. We've all got some sort of limitation somewhere. And the crap thing is most of us just aren't aware of them. Because what, I, what I've noticed is when I tackle one, another one surfaces. Mm. Because we'll never, we're never going to... Even Tony Robbins would still have things he works through. You know, yeah. That's why it's so important to have the best people around you that can go, hey, that's limiting belief. I never forget um, one of my, my friends, Sasha, I was having a conversation with him one day. And we'll just chat, chat, chat. And he goes, yeah, that's a limiting belief. That's fucked. I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm like, it's not a limiting belief. He goes, no, it fucking is. And I'm like, yeah. that's true, you know, because yeah. I have friends who can go, you're talking shit, you know, and, and help us there. Okay, so first step is awareness. The second thing is, so what I, partially what I do at, the, at my events is I use the, the forces of pleasure and pain. Hmm. So if we, the reason people stay holding on to their limiting beliefs is because they believe that there's a certain level of either pleasure they get by staying there or they believe that there's going to be pain in breaking it and moving towards the rest. Hmm. So hence why I've developed the day three is all about the conflictions inside of what's important, what we believe about what's important. But if somebody was aware and they're like, yeah, I have a limiting belief too that maybe I'm not good enough or I can't do that or I'm not smart enough or I can never pick the right stocks or blah, blah, blah. Anything that puts a limit on us, puts a lid on us and, and stops us from growing to our highest potential what we want is a limiting belief. Step one, awareness. Step two, call it something because this is imposter syndrome as well. Like give it a name to be like, ah, oh, anytime there's a limitation that pops in, this is just another voice in my head trying to keep me safe because that's what it is because most of the time it puts a limit on us because it thinks, well, if you didn't believe this, it'd be dangerous out there. So just, just stay here, stay broke, stay unhappy you know, and it's, it's safer for us here because that's our, our brain's job is to keep you safe, not to make you rich and happy. That's, that's right. So give that voice a name, right? That's what you Yeah. Saying. So I, I, give, I give a name. I called mine Freddie, like Freddie Mercury. Cause I, I dressed up as Freddie Mercury at a, uh, at an event one time. It was fucking hilarious. So I thought it'd be a, like, call it Freddie. Cause it's just like this joke in my mind. Just, you know, someone just pops in and be like, ah, so I intervene. Okay. And so the next thing I do is here is you've got to break the actual neuro pathway. Yeah. So think about like this. If you, if you drove a tractor in the mud, the exact same path for the whole wet season, right? Drove it and drove it and drove it and drove it and drove it. And then the sun comes out and it dries all the mud. You could drive the tractor down that track and not even touch the steering wheel and it would just yeah. go, wouldn't it? It'd yeah. stay yeah. in the tracks. Yeah. It's entrenched. Yeah. So it just yeah. gets so deep in there. Yeah. And how to so, break it down? Kind of. It yeah. can be without the right. It, it can be hard if you don't have the right people around you. If you don't have the right tools, right? 
if yeah. you have the right tools and if I if you do this with somebody one-on-one, it's actually really fucking quick. It's actually really fast. Yeah. But if I can't do it with one-on-one to thousands of people who listen to this, but what they can do is this, is you've got to find a way to break that pathway. Because what happens is in the minds, let's just take the example of, uh, I don't deserve to be rich and happy. Let's just say somebody has something like that. How many times we have 65,000 thoughts a day, roughly? How many times do you think that thought has been ran just that day? Yeah. Let's call it hundreds, maybe thousands. Yeah. And over how many years? Yeah. Right. Is it even their belief? Maybe it was taken down from their parents. Yeah. And it's been ran for generations. Yeah. So they get born into it thinking, oh, we just don't do that. Mm. So, so what has to happen is we've got to interrupt it. And I like to use pain to interrupt it. Why? Because if we interrupt it with a shock pattern and then, and then actually reprogram to mind to think, fuck, hold on a second. When I think and feel this thought, I now associate pain immediately. Therefore, our minds could go, well, let's avoid it. Yeah. So I give people these little wristbands. You know the rubber wristbands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're, yeah. Anchor, you're kind of anchoring them to the pain to, to help them move away from it? So the pain will help do two things. It's going to interrupt the pattern. Okay. So the first thing when they're thinking it, they'll interrupt it. So the brain's automatically not used to that. Cause it's like, it's like, imagine the tractor going down the mud and then you throw a big log down there. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. whoa, whoa, Pumps what it. the fuck Pumps is this? Off the path. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, hold on. This isn't normal. So it's going to interrupt it. Okay. It's the first one. It's going to break the state of which is flowing through. Yeah. The second thing, once you do it enough, it'll actually go, hang on. Every time we think this and feel this, it's gonna it we we don't like it it actually creates pain so let's find the least resistance our brain uses two-thirds of our body's energy a day so its job is to find the easiest path every time to conserve energy yeah so fuck let's find a new way at that point recreate the new belief so let's say for example i don't deserve to be rich and happy and successful i am more deserving of all the abundance in the universe that's probably a better belief to have right so they could interrupt and say so the thing is this, they, they first become aware of the belief, call it the name and then say, say this, like, I think we do it like five or 10 or 15 times, say the belief over while snapping the band over and over and over. So we're, we're re, uh, reprogramming the, the, the uh, interference, of, interference. And then after it's instantly stating with their entire body, their entire being and, and like putting into their nervous system, the new belief with high intensity of feelings of emotions because then that's creating the new anchor yeah right so it's it's the use of sort of lots of things but yeah. over time so if someone's listening to this right now and they do it one time is their life going to change forever no same as though if you go to a gym and you do bench press one time because someone showed you how to lift weights are you going to be jacked as fuck forever no but if you go every single day for the next five years you'll be enormous that's what I've done for eight years. Every single time I notice something popping up, I'm like, this isn't right. And I intercept it and, and change it. And that's how you create kind of new tire tracks, right? That are more effective to what you want. Yeah, to you go left. Yeah. You go right. Yeah. 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 So that's, a, that's like a four-step process. And so like you've mentioned a couple of times that, <clears throat> you know, during your events and I had the, the, the privilege of being at, what was the one I was, was, was it the Dream Out Loud method I was at? Dream Out Loud method, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was so cool because it was, uh, you know, I went through so much cool stuff and uh, I just really loved it. But I was only there for one day because oh, you got to come for all three. You got to come for all three. But tell us, I want, <laughs> I want to talk about that briefly. And then I want to talk about the event that's coming up. Um, yeah. Dream Fest. So just tell us a bit about your, what you do for people. Because obviously you've got so much experience here with helping people move 
their mindset into success land. So yeah. Tell us about that and tell us about DreamFest. So what I realized is, you know, through network marketing, right? It's like you can have an amazing, how come some people can come in with the exact same company, exact same vehicle, exact same products, exact same compensation plan, some succeed and some don't. And, and how is that? And then how can they get somebody like me who was never told I'd succeed, never win at anything, come in and then through years of just pushing and rewiring and, and working hard, create also success. And I, I understood that it's a few things. There's the subconscious mind, you know, the psychology of achieving, the psychology of success is 80% at least minimum, right? Yeah. 20% skill. So we yeah. can teach all the skills. You can have all the skills. This is exactly how, like you could lay it all out to people in your programs or in your network marketing say, this is exactly how I did it. And only some will do it in some way. And then we're like, what the fuck happened there? Yeah. It's because everything happens underneath the surface, like an iceberg. The wind doesn't move an iceberg. The tide moves an iceberg. Mm. So if we want to move the, t- if we want to move the iceberg, get a new tide, right? It's 101, okay? Because there's, there's four pillars. So my whole three-day event is built off these four pillars of creating a dream life. The first one is you must have the right environment. Because if you want to move an iceberg, it's not the wind that's going to touch the surface. It's the tide that it surrounds itself in. So if you're in a, t- a tide of complainers, a tide of whingers, of whiners, of, of blamers, of justifiers, of toxic people, negative people, people that have given up on their dreams, then guess what? You'll go nowhere because that's, that's where they go. They call, I call them still people, yeah. still blaming, still complaining, still justifying, <laughs> still going nowhere. But if you surround yourself in a tide of people that are that are running and they're hungry and they're doing things and they're leveling up and they're calling each other on their bullshit and they're doing all these things, you'll, you'll go with the pack. You'll, yeah. you'll, go, you'll go with them. So you must have the right environment, right? So the second one is you need to have the right vehicle because some yes. people think, man, well, if I just changed jobs, I would be happy. If I just got a new wife, I'd be happy. If, if I could just pick the right stock, I'd be rich and I'd be happy. No, because it must be the right vehicle for you because what could work for one person may not work for you. We've got to discover which, what really lights us on fire. We're all individually programmed beings. We're a trillion dollar piece of machinery. If somebody could completely clone us and have the exact euloid, it's worth a trillion dollars yeah. in the world, right? Yeah. So oh, we're all in the... You're right, yeah, remember Gala, right? And um, paying, paying dividends, yeah? And um, But if... So we've got to discover what's really truly meaningful to us. Like, and I call it our true north. So what's our true north? What's our most highest, most truest value, which has been programmed into us. And if we can go discover a vehicle that will either allow us to fulfill that while building a vehicle or take us to the place that we want, then we'll be intrinsically motivated to actually do it. For example, when I was building network marketing, the one thing that was really important for me is to teach people and to continually learn and to have a whole bunch of freedom. And I, and I got to have all that while building, right? The naturally next progression for me was to do what I'm doing right now, which is, you guessed it, teaching and learning, having freedom and success. It's just mm. a new vehicle for me, okay? So that's why some people can fall into our vehicle, but it might not be the right vehicle for yeah. them. Yeah. The third pillar is the right timing. It's going it's to be the right timing. What I mean by this is, most people still flirt with their life, with their dreams and everything. Most people are 99% committed. Like, you know, 
if imagine if you came home the day you're proposing to well let's just use recent recent mel because they just got engaged right imagine if reese takes mel all the way over to turkey gets out a ring gets down one knee and goes baby i'm 99% sure i want to do this let's do it She's going to be like, what the fuck you mean? No, no. <laughs> and he's going to be like, I took you to Turkey and shit. Here's a <laughs> ring. And not, how much more do you want from me? And she's going to be, I want the 1%. And so does our dreams. So does everything we want. Because if we're just that half in energetically, we're not fully committed. Yeah. So if we just go that teeny little bit more and we decide to go all the way in, there's no point of retreat. See, most people have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D and E because why? The society's told them to. Yeah. I don't have any other plan except what I'm doing right now because I'm so certain that it's going to work. Yeah. So we've got to go all in. Yeah. And then the fourth pillar is to become the right you, which is adopting the right belief systems, the right value systems, the right attitude. See, there's three kinds of people in the world and we'll start to wrap it up because I know we've got it right. Three kinds of people in the world, Lloyd. One person, they sit back and they just complain about the wind. They complain and they're like, oh, it's not blowing in my direction. Recession's coming. Oh, I didn't, invest, I didn't take my crypto out when it was high. <laughs> I didn't, uh, you know, I should have got Alibaba. I should, you know. <laughs> and they complain yeah. and they live in yesterday and they complain about everything, okay? The second person is they just hope. They hope that the wind will change for them. Yeah. They sit there and they go, well, you know, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing I've always done. And hopefully it's just going to start to work one day. Mm. You know, I'm just going to hope, come on, hope just the wind, the wind might change today. Maybe it will. And they don't take feedback to actually go, maybe I need to actually do something. Yeah. Then the third person, the third person, they just get up and they change their fucking sails because they realize that, hey, you know what? The wind isn't blowing in the direction that I need to right now. So I'm going to adjust my sails accordingly. And they'll continually adjust and continually adjust. And they're not going to complain when the wind comes their way. They're going to say, okay, it is what it is. How can I adjust to position myself to maximize what it is right now? Those people, if people listen to this right now and they only take one thing from this podcast, they're like, I've, you've just dropped so much shit, Morgan. Yo, get used to it, right? Um, <laughs> But if you just take one thing and you adopt that tiny change and just being a person who adapts to what is happening in their life instead of complaining to what you wanted it to be, your life will change forever. Yeah. So, cha- so change the set of your sail rather than complain about the wind, right? Like, 100%. And Jim Rohn just say that, you know, it's the set of the sail because the same wind... Blows on us all. Yeah. The wind of opportunity. Yeah. The wind of disaster. <laughs> I can tell, right? Yeah. That's, that's how much you've listened to Jim Rohn because you can just recite stuff. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's that's so such a great nugget in itself, the fact that you can do that. And what I love about your story, man, and why I was excited to have you on the podcast is because I think a lot of people do blame the, blame where they started from. And, mm-hmm. and and they blame, and they're in, they're in victim mode. But at some point, you just went, nah, there's something bigger. And I love that you that that you t- transition like that and you know you're only just starting out i see because you're just going from success to success to success so what i feel like you've learned is i feel like you've learned the formula for success and I yeah think once you get that formula right like it's impossible to like you know you have the one plus one is two i just know what to do right mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. that's exciting so obviously you've got events so uh, if you haven't followed morgan's um morgan's instagram what's your instagram handle 
Morgan T. Nelson. Morgan T. Nelson. Give him a follow. And your podcast is like, I saw you the other day, you got Spotify now. Uh, you're yeah. yeah That's cool. Teamed, teamed up, yeah. Yeah. So, what? and tell everyone, how do they find your podcast? Uh, yeah, look, Spotify, iTunes, all the other places. There's 10% of you guys who listen to it on other platforms, which I don't know what you do, but <laughs> you, you can get it anywhere. It's called Dream Out Loud. Um, and, and you've interviewed people like Les Brown and uh, like who are some of the guests you've had on that show? Yeah, we've had, we've had Les on, um, Dr. John Demartini. He's yeah. coming back on for round two, actually. Nice. Um, Cohen Ray's been on a couple of times. Um, our mentor, David Wood, you've been on. Yeah. Um, Oh, Chris, Chris Voss, FBI wow. Negotiator. Oh, Chris that was... Voss. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FBI Negotiator. So yeah. kick-ass podcast. Go listen to that. Yeah. And, mate, what I want to do is I want to tell everyone about, because I'm going to get Phil to, to, to air this episode early, because I know that there's something really exciting coming up that you're planning. So do you want to tell us a little bit about DreamFest next month? Yeah. So pretty much, like, like we just had a chat for like what, 20, 30 minutes, right? And I tried to drop as much as we possibly could. <clears throat> I've been on this journey eight years. You've been on this journey even longer, right? I've just, and I said to you right before you started this podcast, and I said, dude, imagine if we had an event like this five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. You know, because it's like we are who we surround ourselves with. You'll become the sum of the five people you surround yourself with the most. But massively, why, why you become who you surround yourself with is because you start to adopt their philosophies of life. You start to hear, oh, that's how Lloyd addresses the problem. Wow. And then you just change, you pivot the whole way. You learn how to adjust your sales better through yeah. life. And it's arguably some of the most valuable information in the, in the world to have somebody teach you how to master your mind, master your money, and master your business, sales, right? So what is DreamFest, right? DreamFest, we've got 11 speakers. We've got one day action-packed freaking day of personal development, business development, money development, sales mastery. We've got the number one sales trainer in the entire world, Daniel G flying over from America. This guy's literally been on tour around the freaking, he hasn't stopped and he's coming into Australia for the first time. And uh, if you don't know Daniel G yet, you're going to know. And if you haven't got a ticket at DreamFest, you're going to be so pissed off that you missed the opportunity to listen to him when you do find out who he is. He's an absolute up and coming freaking behemoth, especially in the network marketing space. Uh, Any other network marketers on here? It's like he's training so many companies over in the States. He's working with Eric Worre and Fraser Brooks and he, he just ran uh like the the biggest closing the biggest sales event of the year in in miami right so he's just an absolute beast um but we've got your wife on there teaching him <laughs> so, social yeah. social media how to turn yeah. your social media into an income producing asset yeah if you're someone listening to this and you're like i want to create my dream life i want to create more success i want to create more impact i want to create more freedom and i just don't know what's next get yourself a ticket to DreamFest. Yeah, there's 11 people on there, uh, on as speaking on the day. They're gonna be dropping absolute freaking bombs. So Lloyd's there giving a whole. We got 11, a massive keynote. We got 11 speakers total, right? One day. Yeah. And yeah. It's on the 24th September. Yes. So on the Gold Coast. On the Gold Coast, 24th September. 11 speakers, craziest value ever. Particularly out coming out of COVID, where like there hasn't been live events like. It's been in that room because, mm. you know, like the energy in that room, it just shifts you, right? Like what you said with the band, it creates neural pathways on the day, yep. right? Yeah. So why don't we do this, man, for the podcast? Because I'm going to get Phil to air this. Let's do let's do something for the, for, for the listeners of Money, Grows, and Trees podcast. Let's give uh, them a deal. Can we do that? For the yes, we can do anything. What, what day is this coming out again? Um, let's, we'll bring it out on Monday. Okay, Monday. Okay. 
Okay, well, we've got a promo right now. It's going to end on Sunday, actually. So how about just for anybody listening to this podcast, let's do two. Can we do two things for them? Let's do two things for them, yeah. Okay, let's, I'm going to do two things for you guys. First thing is, anyone listening to this, get a ticket. We'll, uh, Lord will put in the link to this, to this thing. Yeah. If you buy a ticket, they're $97. It's crazy. It might even break the bank. Ninety-seven bucks, but it will will match your tickets. Okay, so it'll buy one get one. That will so extend the promo just for you guys. Um, so we'll know exactly who comes from. Okay? okay, buy one get one. But how about we do this? Um, when it comes out on Monday, we're about three weeks away from the event. How about we give away a VIP lunch with me and you, Lloyd, and two of should we do two or three? Let's do three. Okay, let's do three. Okay, so we're gonna pick three of you guys. Okay. So here's what you need to do to enter. Hit the link, get your ticket. Yeah. Okay, step one, get your ticket at DreamFest. Uh, then if you're lucky, there might be a VIP ticket left still. I think they're nearly sold out. I think there's two or three left. Get, get your ticket, okay? Step two is get this podcast episode, share it to your story, tag Lloyd, tag me, promote this podcast. It's got so much value in it, okay? Promote the podcast, tag both of us, then we'll pick out three winners or Lloyd will pick out or someone... Someone will pick out three winners and at DreamFest, we'll pick you out from stage and you'll come and have lunch with me and Lloyd at the event. Yes. Come on. That's a, that's amazing value. Oh, yeah. that's going to be. So Phil, uh, I'll get Phil to put the link to the tickets in the show notes, yep. grab a ticket, share the episode to your Instagram, tag us in it. Tag one of us in it, both of us, if you can. And uh, I will get all the names and I'll put them in a thing and I'll pull out three and I'll, at DreamFest, we'll give them that um We'll give them obviously two for one, and then we'll give them the the VIP lunch with us, right? Yeah. Yeah. How good is that? Yep. Awesome, mate. Boom. That's brilliant. Excellent. So, I guess if you want to see more of Morgan, uh, obviously go connect with him on social media. But the best way to see this man in action, and he's just amazing to see in action. I love watching him speak. I love watching him train people and change lives. Um, got to be a dream fest, right? So, twenty fourth September, let's go. And mate, hey. Thanks for being on the potty. Hey, hey thanks for having me on. Way overdue. Way overdue. My bad. My <laughs> you bad. said you're like, let's talk for 20 minutes. So we'll give you guys a 40 minute episode. I know. That's how anyway, we do it. We all got to go. So, hey, thanks, mate. <laughs> we'll wrap it up and uh, let's go. See you at DreamFest. Love it. See Bye. you at DreamFest. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. 